Have you ever truly wanted something for yourself, but you were worried because you knew it was going to be perceived as negatively impacting another person you care about? If so, you're going to want to listen to this podcast episode because it's just for you. Here you go. Episode number 57 of the Brain BS Podcast. It's okay to let loved ones down. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower women to master their brain BS so they can get what they really want out of life. I am your host, Maureen Kapkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to inspire you to look within, push past your fears, and understand that you alone are responsible for everything you create in your life. So sit back, fasten your seatbelts, and let's get started on a journey of self-discovery that's going to lead you to where and who you truly want to be. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. It's a beautiful day here again. It's a little windy and chilly though, so not quite as warm as last week, but it's it wasn't supposed to last, so I enjoyed that warmer weather while I, while I had the opportunity and now I'm just grateful to not be in the snow and ice. So here we are. Um, when I was thinking about what kind of brain BS I wanted to talk about today, I had to think on it a little bit because I felt so relaxed because I just had the first massage that I've had in since before COVID. I didn't even realize how long it had been. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I literally haven't had a massage since before COVID. Um, and with all my aches and pains and my chronic back issues, uh, that's kind of a long time for me to go without it. But it was fabulous. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Super relaxing. And it was a comfortable, you know, massage. It wasn't, you know, sometimes when you go to get a massage, you're just like, mm. <laughs> like you get kind of that gross feeling or I don't know. It just, it either works or it doesn't. And um, Joanne, who gave me my massage was fabulous. So I am enjoying that. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about for those of you who aren't in the Brain BS group, I um, talked in there about a bunny that we found and that, well, we didn't really find it. It was our neighbor's bunny and he let it out with his dog to play and stuff, you know, like a dog. And um, and it's not a dog. <laughs> so then the bunny didn't want to go back in his house, I guess. I'm not really sure what was happening in his house with the bunny. I just know that it didn't work out. And then I we found this bunny. So we've been feeding it in the yard and noticed that she was eating all the food. We've named her Mary. And um, and that comes from Larry and Hazel and Fiverr and all. I'm not even going there. But anyway, um, but she really feels like a Mary now. And anyway, she is um, she was living off the land. He said she didn't want to come back. He wasn't going to make it come back. And I was initially very concerned for Mary because I was worried for her safety. And I looked it up and I did research and domestic bunnies really aren't supposed to be out on their own. But there was something about, oh, I was just going to say there's something about Mary, if anyone remembers that movie. But there was something about her that I was like, I was worried, probably because I was way too much into my head and getting into bunny consciousness about what the bunny wanted. So what I did was I put in intention there to help this bunny and do what's best for it. Then that led to my neighbor telling me about another neighbor who wants to try to secure the bunny to take her to this organization that gets bunnies homes and they don't put them down and she won't be in any danger. 
and she was really concerned about the bunny. So I met with this woman and she came over yesterday and we put the live trap in place and I checked on it yesterday and there was no sign and I was kind of going back and forth on it and I just said to the universe because this is what I do so pay attention because you can do this too we all have this ability I was like if Mary's supposed to get caught and she's supposed to go to Buns that's the organization and get a home and be an indoor bunny then please make this as easy as possible that's going to be the sign to me that I'm doing the right thing because if it's not easy and it feels like it just keeps going, then I'm going to think Mary's supposed to be on her own. So lo and behold, after one day, Mary was in there this morning. But when I saw her, I was like, I'm sorry, Mary, because I felt so sneaky and like I tricked her. But in the end, I know for sure that she's where she's supposed to be because it wouldn't have happened so easily. Uh, I wouldn't have been introduced to this other neighbor. I mean, honestly, it's pretty remarkable. So... Yes, everybody can breathe a sigh of relief. Mary is not in danger anymore. She is at the facility now and they will get her a new home. So that's all I have about Mary. And um, okay, I think that I've covered enough of the brain BS that's going on with me. So let's get to the episode today, which is it's okay to let loved ones down. When we really want something and know somebody else isn't going to like it, we usually have a hard time making ourselves a priority. I'm going to present three primary points around why it is not only okay to let other people down in a quest to lift ourselves up, but also necessary and the most loving thing we can do for everybody involved. So the three points are, one, our opinion of ourselves must be the most important one. Two, discomfort is not a big deal. And three, everything is happening for us, not to us. So all of these things have been spoken about in other episodes, but I'm going to bring it together for you here on how it's related to letting loved ones down. So let's start with our opinions of ourselves matter the most. The most important relationship you'll ever have is with the woman in the mirror. The thoughts you have about her will determine what kind of relationship you have with other people. If you are kind and loving toward her, you are more likely to be that way with others. If you are super judgmental and critical of her, you will bring that negativity to all your relationships. This idea that it is more important what other people think of us is just not true. Our opinion is the one that matters the most. So let's take a closer look at that. If you wanted to think highly of yourself and feel good when you looked in the mirror, would it be easier to do that if you liked the way you were showing up in your life or not? Now, we know thoughts are optional and determine how we feel, but we have to believe them in our body for that to be true. We can't just say, I love myself and it is so. So how do you think you would feel if you really wanted to skip that glass of wine because you promised yourself you would, but you gave in because your best friend needed a wine buddy? Or what would you be thinking if you determined that you wanted to lose weight, but your roommate brought home a delicious dessert just for you and you ate it because you did not want to disappoint her? How would it feel if you knew you had planned to do important work in your business, but you blew it off because your spouse wanted to hang out with you? What might come up if you continually put your needs on the back burner so that the people around you do not get disappointed? I'll tell you what could come up. You could be totally disappointed in yourself. You could possibly lose faith in yourself that you do not keep your word. You might question your integrity and ability to follow through with your intentions. 
You could start to resent the loved ones around you and blame them because you could not stop people pleasing. Your relationship with yourself might deteriorate and then it would most likely carry over to all of your relationships. Now let's look at what happens when we make ourselves a priority at times. What might you be thinking if you said you were not going to drink with your friend and you didn't? What would you think if your roommate brought you home a dessert and you thanked her but said you wanted to freeze it and save it for another time because you were trying to lose weight? How might you feel if you kept your commitment to your work and told your husband he would have to fend for himself for a while? If you made these choices instead, you would most likely feel much better about that woman in the mirror. You would feel like you had her back and like she was important and a priority. You would feel love for her and appreciation for how she showed up. Now, to be clear, you always had this option to consciously choose whatever thought you want, regardless of the decisions you make. But typically, we are driven by our subconscious, our automatic programming, and that tends to be driven by our judgments about our behavior. When we are in a place of self-love and believing in our value and worth, we show up to our relationships in a totally different way. A way that permits us to show up as our best selves, free of resentment, blame, and negative judgments about others, which improves our relationships. All right, let's go to the second point, which is discomfort is not a big deal. Okay, so clearly we know by now that being a human with brain is going to require us to experience uncomfortable emotions. I don't care how hard you try to make decisions that keep you in your comfort zone. Life is going to take you out of it whether you like it or not. I say, why not choose the kind of discomfort you want to experience and embrace it? For example, if we are listening, we can hear when our soul is calling us to transform us to the next level. We can try to ignore it and squash it away with food and beverage or whatever, but it will just keep getting louder until the discomfort forces us to take some sort of action. On the other hand, we can choose to answer the calling and proactively pick the kind of discomfort that comes with personal growth. For example... I chose to make myself a priority by getting certified as a life coach and deciding to become an entrepreneur in my late 50s, knowing full well that my husband was navigating how to retire and spend more time with me. This dilemma has caused me a great deal of discomfort at times because it felt like I had to decide whose needs were more important and in the past, I would have subconsciously believed his were. But I'm not the same person anymore and I have reprogrammed my subconscious to believe my needs are just as important as everybody else's. So while it has been extremely uncomfortable for me to say no when my husband wants me to go for a hike or decline to go swimming because I have work to do, I do it anyways. And yes, as a result, I still experience discomfort, but it's the kind that comes from having my own back and loving myself, which is well worth it. I sound pretty amazing right here, don't I? If only I always ended up here, but I don't. There's many times I end up in a different emotional place because I say yes to spending time with him so he won't get mad or because I feel guilty that I'm not making him more of a priority. When this happens, I usually end up dwelling in many more negative emotions that culminate in a hefty dose of resentment and self-righteousness. To be clear, there are also times where I just decide out of love that I want to make him a priority and then it feels good and the result is what I desire. Now there's also a third scenario which can happen when my subconscious is in charge where I say no to him and I get pissed off that he wants me to do stuff with him when I'm trying to work. My thoughts are along the lines of, he knows I'm trying to be successful. Why does he keep trying to take me away from my work? Or, oh my God, I wish he would stop pressuring me to not work. Those thoughts 
lead to feelings of frustration, intolerance, and patience with him. And the end result is I'm not the best version of me. And I do not achieve the results I want or that I was going after. I also want to point out here that this is total victim mentality where I'm giving him all the power when I determine that how I am going to feel is based on his behavior. It is also worth noting that I am implying my husband should not be inviting me to hang out with him, which is kind of ridiculous. It's also very controlling and total BS. My husband gets to do him and I have no say in that. So long story short, life is going to be comfortable or uncomfortable no matter what. And sometimes it's okay to feel the discomfort from letting our loved ones down when we are taking care of ourselves in a positive way. So the last point I want to talk about is that everything happens for us, not to us. Okay, so it's one thing to accept this concept when it is just us feeling like a victim. But when we believe our behavior could be making somebody else feel like a victim, it can be a little bit harder to embrace. So let's unravel this so we can clearly see why it's so important to recognize that everything happens for us and not to us. I will use this example of my business and my husband getting ready to retire to illustrate my point. The first thing I want to say here is that emotional adulthood dictates that we cannot make anybody else feel anything. The only way that my husband can feel anything about me choosing to start a coaching career late in life is because of what he is thinking. When he thinks it is wonderful that I'm helping so many people, he's going to feel differently than he would if he was thinking I'm working too much and it's getting on his nerves. Circumstances trigger thoughts. Those create emotions. Those lead to actions and finally a result. If my husband is proud of me, he would probably be feeling supportive, be inspired to say or do something kind, and the result would be positive. If on the other hand, he was focused on me working too much, the emotion could be resentment that could lead to bickering and disagreements, and the result would most likely be negative. My point is that the first thing we must remember when we take care of ourselves is that we're not responsible for anybody else's emotional state, just our own. Now that we have established where emotions come from, let's talk about how they happen for us, not to us. Every time we experience a feeling in our body, both good and bad, it is a window into how our brain is thinking. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Say I have plans with a friend for lunch because she needs me to help her with her resume, but I'm totally exhausted because I was up all night taking care of a sick child and did not get, bed, did not get to bed until 5 a.m. The way I see it, I have two options here. If I was taking care of myself in this situation and listening to my body, I would understand that the situation was happening for me and I would tell the friend, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to reschedule. Yes, it could be uncomfortable because she really needs my help, but following through with my own self-care requires practice and repetition and the more I do it, the better off I am. In this case, I would view the situation in terms of what it can teach me or how it can help me to grow. But if I'm a people pleaser and not used to making my needs a priority over somebody else's, it could be very uncomfortable for me to do that. In fact, I might complain how nothing works out for me and that the world's always conspiring against me. From this perspective, the situation is happening to me and I'm so caught up in complaining about it and wishing it was different that I didn't learn the lessons available in the moment. I would also most likely go to lunch even though I was exhausted and end up resenting my friend for my inability to take care of myself. Do you see how thinking everything is happening for us and not to us is much more empowering? Think of it this way. Every time we people please, 
and make other people the priority, we are robbing them of the opportunity for personal growth. Choosing to go to lunch with them when we are full of negative emotions and energy is not helping anybody, not really, even if it might look like it on the surface. So to recap, you officially have my permission to take care of yourself, even if it means letting loved ones down. The three main reasons I discussed why were that healthy relationships dictate that our opinion of ourselves must matter the most, and if we don't have our own back, it is not going to be a positive opinion. I also argued while it might be uncomfortable to make ourselves a priority, that does not have to be a problem or come into the decision process. No matter what we do in life, we're going to experience discomfort, and there's no way to avoid it. But the more frequently we choose the kind of discomfort that comes with growth, the more we evolve. Lastly, every time we choose to take care of ourselves and learn the lessons of the present moment, we are operating on the premise that everything happens for us and not to us. This is not only an empowering way to live, it is also the most loving thing we can do for everybody involved because it basically means that every time we experience discomfort because we choose our needs over another human, we are giving them the opportunity to grow. Now, if you've heard enough and you're ready to work with me, I'm here and I'm ready and I know exactly how to help you. So go to www.thebrainbs.com and sign up for a free 60-minute consult and we can talk about how I can help you to start making yourself more of a priority. I hope you learned something valuable here today. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Brain BS podcast, do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you want to dig a little deeper, you can join me in my private Facebook group, the Brain BS group, where I provide you with daily guidance and inspiration on how to manage your brain. If you've heard enough and you're ready to go all in with Mastering Your Brain BS, you can sign up for a free consult at www.thebrainbs.com to see what it would be like to work with me and get all the details. Finally, if you don't remember anything else, remember this. The only thing standing between you and what you want is your brain BS.